When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. I am your host, EJ Holland. Alongside me is my co-host, Zach Libby. We are back for another Tuesday show. If you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel, you can subscribe for free by hitting that subscribe button and uh, turn on notifications. It alerts you every time we drop a new video, which is a lot these days with the season right around the corner. Make sure to like this video as well. It helps us get in front of other Michigan fans. And Zach, are you excited? Uh, Well, football has been back for a couple of weeks for us since we've been hitting the road and seeing high schoolers, but Michigan football is back this Saturday. I got a care package from my guy, Will Johnson, Michigan star cornerback, sending me some turnover buffs gear, even some actual buffs, which I've never owned a pair, so... I'm excited to wear them today, but you can get your shirt and buffs over at will2johnson.com. But are you excited for the season, Zach? It it feels like spring camp was yesterday, but after all the off-season hoopla this summer, I'm ready for actual football to start for Michigan. Unfortunately for us, there will be no recruits at Michigan this weekend for those that missed it. Michigan has self imposed a recruiting visit ban and that means no unofficial visits or official visits recruits cannot make their way to the big house for this weekend's opener against east carolina and it was interesting how all this started uh zach it kind of actually started with you not with me i know i posted the story but uh you know we were expecting more regional visitors so uncommitted prospects from michigan and ohio and illinois and you know states in the midwest obviously we're expecting underclassmen to be on campus some commits to be on campus so i said hey zach why don't you check in with the midwest guys who's going to show up for the opener and it all snowballed from there so tell me kind of your side uh of how things happened yesterday my original thought was when recruits were telling me that you know with the suspension going on that they were going to have those visits be later and I figured that was just specific recruits right that wanted to that Michigan wanted there while Harbaugh was there but as recruits commits and even parents of recruits and parents were saying you know they couldn't be on campus for the ECU game and they were planning on coming back later on this month it just like you said it just kind of snowballed and um, you know, able to get the confirmation. But, yeah, it's just one more, I guess, one more result of, right, of the hamburger scandal or Burger Gate. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. But I think looking at it from a optimistic or just from the bright side, um, it is ECU. Um, you're going to have your marquee games later on in the year, um, specifically in two weeks when Bowling Green comes to town. And it's a night game, and one night games at Michigan always bring about recruits, even if it's out of region. 
like with Hawaii last year, that was a really big game in terms of having guys experience the atmosphere and everything. But yeah, I think it like I think it's just good reporting by us and figuring out that you know Michigan is self-imposing and um, you know taking the suspension and the punishment seriously. Yeah, you know, after Zach reached out to some guys and we were kind of getting those types of responses, I started to do some digging and so did our team insider, Chris Ballas. And, you know, so it was a complete team effort figuring that out last night. So, you know, again, if you didn't read the actual story, Michigan can't host recruits at all for this East Carolina game. And then I I updated it today and Michigan's also self-imposing or plans to self-impose for the second game against UNLV. So no recruits back-to-back weekends. So I want to clear a couple of things up. One, I've seen comments saying, well, Jim Harbaugh is not going to be on campus or not going to be at the game anyway. So, you know, your reporting sucks. (laughs) Basically, I've seen those types of comments. And it's like, look, Michigan's still planning to have a big recruiting weekend, that Bowling Green game, right, which is a night game, like you mentioned, Zach, but also Jim Harbaugh is not coaching for that game. Unofficial visits on game days, and you have to remember top targets usually stay multiple days. But when we're talking about game days specifically, Harbaugh is hardly involved. You know, he might greet the recruits and their families, say hello, but he's completely focused on the game on Saturday. So, Regardless, you know, if Harbaugh was suspended or not, if there was just NCAA, you know, investigations going on, you know, it it really doesn't matter if Harbaugh is there or not because he's not that involved on Saturdays to begin with. And that's why Michigan is still having that big weekend for the Bowling Green game. I do not expect this self-imposed band or ban to go into the third week. Like, like we just said, Bowling Green's expected to have a lot of guys – some top underclassmen, most of the commits. So, you know, it's it's not really about Harbaugh being there or not when it comes to game day experiences. It's more so to get recruits in to meet with their position coaches, to actually experience a game day in the big house, to uh, see what it's like around Ann Arbor, to meet with the players post-game in the locker room. Things like that are still valuable, whether Harbaugh is there or not. And, again, that's why they're still making – Uh, Bowling Green the big weekend now the other thing I want to address is I think this is kind of it it results in nothing really you don't lose a ton you know guys that were expected to come in over these next two weeks can come in at any time because they're more local guys right you know they can come in for any other game including that Bowling Green game Uh, on top of that you know if you're going to have two games where you self-impose a recruiting visit ban. These are the two games to do it, right? UNLV, East Carolina, both afternoon games, uh, not expected to be really competitive games either. At least Bowling Green, which I don't think will be competitive at all, is a night game. You're still going to have all eyes on the big house. It's still going to be a really good atmosphere. Uh, Not saying that East Carolina and UNLV won't, but I think night games are always more fun for recruits. So if you're going to self-impose a recruiting visit ban, these were the two games to do it. And like you said, Zach, it kind of still shows the NCAA that, hey, Michigan's still serious about this. Uh, they, they are self-imposing 
more violations. Now, one thing that's been an interesting topic of discussion, and if you, you, you look at the uh, kickoff times here for East Carolina uh, noon and, and UNLV 3.30, but one of the more interesting things that has come up on the Fort message board over at the Wolverine.com is Michigan is obviously not just complying with the NCAA investigation, but coming to a resolution with these you know, self-imposed suspensions and now visit bans. Do you agree that Michigan should be taking it seriously and doing things like these, uh, like what they've been doing, or should they have just told the NCAA to piss off? That's a tough question. Um, I guess in order for it to get behind you, kind of have to play ball. Like you want this to be over with. You want it to be not have it be a topic of discussion for the rest of the year, especially when big 10 play is underway and you're fighting for a national championship. Um, yeah. I, I know some fans have spoken out about fighting the system, but I mean, if, if this is the penalty, I don't see a reason why it just can't, why you just can't, why you just don't, why you just accept it and just leave it behind you. Forget about it you know, learn your lesson and just move forward. Um, there's bigger things that need to be discussed, focused on, and quite frankly, just the 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 season projections don't need to have a scandal with it. So, yeah, if you end it by the Bowling Green game and you go into Big Ten play with your Big Ten coach, with, with your head coach, I think that's the most important factor to come out of this. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think our Chris Ballas said it best. You want to kind of just pick and choose your battles correctly, right? I don't know if this is worth dealing with. This has a, a chance to be a special season, so you don't want to do, have anything really derail that or have controversy surrounding the team during the more important stretch run. This non-conference schedule is what it is. Everybody knows it's a cupcake schedule. You know, Harbaugh's suspension, I don't think, is really going to affect the results of these games all that much. I don't think the recruiting visit ban is going to have much of an effect on recruiting. So why not just bite the bullet, comply, get it out of the way, and move your focus elsewhere? And hopefully this will suffice for the NCAA and Michigan can just move past Burger Gate. I think that's the end goal here is for Michigan to just get past Burger Gate. You can, you know, write all day long that this suspension and this visit ban and everything that Michigan is self-imposing is bogus, but the, you know, the NCAA investigation itself is a farce. You know, Coach Harbaugh obviously bought the recruits burgers. I don't think there's any debate for that, but I don't think they can prove that he didn't recall doing it. Nobody lives inside the mind of Jim Harbaugh, but that's another discussion for another day. Like I said, I think we can harp all day long on burger gate, but Michigan's goal should just be to, you know, comply, get it out of the way, focus on what could be a national championship team. Before we move on to our next topic, Zach, I do have to ask you, what's your favorite burger? Like a farmhouse burger. So you got to put like bacon, an egg, and maybe like brisket on it, on top of it. So 
<laughs> no, that's a good look at Zach upgrading his culinary standards. You, you I literally Burger King, like, like <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with like Carl Jr.'s, like, uh, or something just completely out of left field, or like, yeah, like a. I don't, I don't even know what what's the worst burger that you know if that's your favorite burger what's the worst burger mushroom swiss no no question anything with mushrooms on it get it away from me mushroom swiss is actually very good um <laughs> but i like zach's uh, farmhouse burger i would say the worst burger might be it might just be mcdonald's man like i i just i i'll eat the nuggets but i can't stand the burger like I feel like Carl Jr.'s is kind of down there, and yeah, Burger King's okay. I feel like Burger King's really gone downhill in recent years. I had it for the first time in like five years, um, like last month, because it was the only thing open, and I was like, man, this does not taste like it used to taste. So, uh, not Have sure. Tried the McDonald's menu hack with their burgers. <laughs> I have not. And look, blank name says Zach is right. Shrooms are the worst. They're not, man. I make a mushroom risotto, homemade mushroom risotto. It's actually very good. So I'm, uh, I've grown into much. I didn't like mushrooms to begin with, but my wife forced me to start eating mushrooms, and now I'm a mushroom fan. I use it on everything. Make a little pizza. Make a little pasta. Make the risotto. You know, burger. It's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, my favorite burger is. Uh, Obviously, uh, a nice Texas burger. You know, from Dallas, it's a great burger capital of the world. And if I had to pick a fast food, it'd obviously be Whataburger. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, let's go ahead and remind everyone that we're having our kickoff sale at the Wolverine.com, 50% off your first year. So if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, you can get an annual subscription today. For just $49.99, no better time to get that with the season right around the corner. Um, you can also choose to do a monthly plan if you're a little hesitant. $1 for one month, and that is less than a Happy Meal because everything on – well, Happy Meal costs a lot, but everything on that dollar menu seems to be more than a dollar. So, you know, sign up for one month, get uh, – Get premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more uh, for $1 for one month or $49.99 for a year. A normal price is $99.99, so you are getting 50% off. If you're a new subscriber, if you're already a subscriber, you want to get a gift for someone, but what's what's a holiday coming up? Labor Day? Labor Day is coming up. You want to gift someone something for Labor Day? Uh, go ahead and uh, go. Yeah, Labor, Labor Day is coming up. I saw a sign like at the local grocery store. They're like, get rich for Labor Day. So I think it's coming up at some point. So if you want to get a gift for someone for Labor Day, go ahead and uh, gift a subscription. If you're already a subscriber, you have a friend that you want to turn into a uh, Wolverine.com subscriber. It's $49.99 for a year, $1 for one month. Um, and Funky Bunch 3 says that I'm looking fresh in uh, those sunnies. They are actually real turnover buffs from Will Johnson. Like I said at the top of the show, Will sent me a nice care package. You can find them at will2johnson.com. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, Zach, and that is Zaquan Patterson, top 100 safety out of Miami, Shamanad Madonna. 
as expected, did not pick Michigan, unexpectedly sided with Miami after uh, the buzz was Florida State going into the decision. So Patterson commits to Miami, which was the leader for a long time before Florida State made a push. Michigan was always in there. Auburn was always in there. I think the decision was a little surprising considering that late Florida State buzz, but not really because Miami is an NIL powerhouse. So uh, Patterson did not make any official visits during the summer. Remember, he did visit Michigan twice, but they were both unofficial visits. So he does have the option to make his official visits this fall, not just to Michigan, but to all the other contenders, Florida State, Auburn, uh, Ohio State, maybe another school pops up as well. Uh, and I do think Patterson will at least make a few official visits. Remember, he was scheduled to make an OV for Michigan's game against Ohio State in November, and I wouldn't be surprised if that still happens. So the question is, it's August 29th. Zaquan just committed to Miami, but Michigan's not going to give up. So, Zach, can the Wolverines flip Zaquan later in the cycle? There's a chance. <laughs> There's a chance, obviously, because like you said, the next step is to get him on official visit for Ohio State weekend. Be with safeties coach Jay Harbaugh, be with co-defensive coordinator Steve Clayscale. Have him have those two be around his mother, who's going to be a big factor in where he signs. Um, have him get a complete breakdown of the sec where he could fit in the secondary, get the empower presentation. Um, have him experience the game day atmosphere, something he hasn't done since the Penn State game last year. Um, we all know that 2025 cornerback commit Chris Ewald and his family are going to be at that game, we're expected to. So it that's the one where you have your chance. Um, I think the only, the other reason for a little bit of optimism is in he's gone on the record, right? Zaquan has gone on the record in saying that he's still interested in taking that official visit. Um, he's also mentioned Auburn too. So that gives me indication that, you know, there's still, he still wants to hear what he Michigan has to say. And I think the family still wants to hear more too. So, yeah, I think it's also interesting, too, that Florida State hasn't been mentioned since he committed. It's only been Michigan and Auburn. Um, and given that, like you said, there are limited official visits, he's still saying Auburn and Michigan. So I, I think knowing that he knows where his select schools are of interest, including Miami, obviously, I think that gives some optimism. But, yeah, I, I, as long as he – before until he takes that official visit, you know, I think it's just speculation. So – once he does it and we get intel and reactions from it, I think we'll know quite well where Michigan stands afterwards. Uh, yeah, even though Florida State hasn't been mentioned, and it, it's such an odd situation with Florida State gaining all that momentum out of nowhere and then fading and not being mentioned at all. Uh, recruiting is kind of a weird game, especially in the NIL era. So I definitely wouldn't you know, dismiss Florida State at all. In fact, I would still think behind the scenes that Florida State is the biggest threat. With that said, Michigan has been a constant in this recruitment. I do expect the official visit to happen for the game against Ohio State. I think you get them in the big house, have them experience that game, you know, hope to pull out a victory for the third straight year against the Buckeyes and really rebuild momentum with him. Uh, and I think 
you know, that relationship is obviously still there with Steve Klingscale as, as well as Jay Harbaugh. I think they did a fantastic job of recruiting him throughout the process and they are going to still be relentless in their pursuit of Patterson. So I think they're going to go all in on flipping him in the fall and, you know, it doesn't hurt. You can keep pushing and just see what happens. But at the end of the day, I still feel like NIL will be a factor here. Like I said, Miami has quickly become an NIL powerhouse on the recruiting trail. Michigan still lacks a plan on the recruiting trail when it comes to NIL. So I think that is still a limiting factor for the Wolverines. We'll see if they figure something else out as we get closer to signing day in December. All right, before we talk about our time on the road and we'll highlight guys like five-star quarterback Bryce Underwood and top 100 cornerback Alex Graham, as well as a handful of commits, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor tonight, Lewis Jewelers. Lewis Jewelers has been serving Ann Arbor and Detroit since 1921. Lewis Jewelers' reputation and continued success stems from their belief that a successful jewelry store is built on integrity, quality customer service, and quality products. Lewis Jewelers is a proud sponsor of Michigan Athletics. To ensure every client that walks through their doors or peruses their virtual store is taken care of, they have a non-commissioned trusted advisor team that's always ready to provide professional experience, advice, and expertise. No pressure, no commission. Located in the bustling city limits of Ann Arbor, Michigan, Lewis Jewelers proudly serves Ann Arbor and surrounding southeastern Michigan communities by providing an exquisite selection of fine jewelry, as well as excellent customer service to its residents and visitors. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road in Ann Arbor, or online at Lewis Jewelers. Get your wife a gift, get yourself a gift, or anybody to have a large selection of fine jewelry, including that golden dog tag, those earrings, or if you want to spend big, go get an engagement ring from Lewis Jewelers. You can find it all at lewisjewelers.com or by visiting their store location. So thanks again to Lewis Jewelers. And uh, yes, the punter, everybody noticing the buffs tonight, man. Yeah, season's right around the corner. Will Johnson. Will to Johnson.com for your turnover buffs. Um, all right, Zach, let's dive into our time on the road. And nobody saw a bigger prospect than you. Everybody wants to know about Bryce Underwood. Five-star quarterback out of Belleville had an elite of an elite throw to win the game against River Rouge uh, last week. Zach was there, captured it on film, saw Underwood put on a show. Zach, what were your thoughts on his performance and where the Wolverines stand. Yeah. So I'm just going to plug my Twitter right now, head over to Libby on three to see that throw. Um, it happened on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, went 16 of 29 for 251 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, the game winning throw that went viral on Twitter um, happened on a final drive with 32 seconds left. Um, when the touchdown happened, it, there was seven seconds left on the clock. It just it just proved right that no stage is too big for him, or no situations create too much pressure for him. Um, that game against a really talented River Ridge team, who's ranked top ten in the state, um, has wide receiver commit Nicholas Marsh. 
Uh, Underwood really showed his arm velocity, his strengths, um, his ability to put the football in tight windows, uh, his dual threat ability when tucking in and running, and really just most importantly, possibly right leading a team through adversity because Un- Belleville has won 26 straight games, including to the last week. So um, just the pressure of that and the the what happened on that throw, I think it's just why he's so generational. Um, in terms of his recruitment, right, January 6th, the tentative commitment date, um, with Michigan, it's just a matter of putting, keeping your foot on the gas and preparing an NIL package. Um, I know we reported last week that with Underwood, that talks with Underwood about potential earnings with his, at Michigan with his name, image, and likeness, likeness have not only happened, but they've progressed really well. Um, I think we all kind of agree that Underwood is going to make money to, at any school that he plays at, right? Like he's just that good and has a great brand behind him um so i i don't know i I don't want to say that michigan needs to be the highest bidder but they have to be competitive at least right so and i say that just because there are four more far more factors than nil right with underwood's telling us earlier this month that he wants to see how the offense rolls when the quarterbacks are the focus right he wants to see JJ throwing the ball. He wants to see him taking over the offense. He just wants to see the passing game be a focal point. Um, and I know Michigan has talked about that in press conferences this week. So, um, yeah, so if you pair a nice NIL package with everything that we also know with Underwood's relationship with Kirk Campbell, quarterback's coach, who has also gone out of his way to build – communication like a solid line of communication and just as good of a relationship with his parents his inner circle his recruiting handlers like include his quarterbacks trainer diamond dooley like that's a big factor for michigan it's a huge deal considering that you're going to go up against lsu whose coaching staff has led the way with quarterbacks coach joe sloan and head coach brian kelly and the supposed nil package that that will be offered by them. Um, but yeah, with four more months until his expected commitment date, um, it wouldn't be a surprise to see him a visit for two games, not let alone one this season. Um, he visited two last year, including that night game against Michigan State. Um, Michigan has a pretty solid home schedule that they can bring in Bryce and have him be the marquee visitor. Um, whether that's as early as Bowling Green under the lights, um, the other Purdue night game against Purdue in November, um, Rutgers, the first uh, Big Ten game, and obviously Ohio State. So I fully expect them to come in for at least one. Whether or not more ha- one or more than one happens is we'll see. But we also fully expect them to visit LSU at least once, and their home schedule includes you know Arkansas and. Mississippi State and no, no, I'm sorry. It includes Alabama and Florida in Arkansas. So um, if there's one game that I ex- would, he would love to attend, I know it'd be that Alabama game. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But again, it's just keeping your foot on the gas and um, do it, building on whatever, well, building on what you've accomplished earlier. And that includes, you know, back-to-back visits in July during the open period. Definitely. I was on the on three national show. Uh, shout out to, uh, you know, on three national. You can 
go over and watch the inside scoop on their YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to them as well. And, you know, I think Zach laid it out perfectly. You know, I think I mentioned on the inside scoop, it's Michigan LSU at the top right now. A lot is going to be determined this fall. I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan um, gets Underwood on campus for the game against Bowling Green, uh, which again should still be a big recruiting weekend, even without Jim Harbaugh. And we are not expecting the recruiting ban to extend into the third weekend. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the commits we saw in action on the road. Zach, you had a chance to see how many commits? Two commits? Two commits. Two no, commits. Three, so you three. Apologize. Three commits. Three commits. All right. Break down the three commits for us quickly. All right. So, yeah, Jacob Odin on 300 defensive back commit of Harper Woods. He, they won their season opener. Um, it was postponed. Um, survived that terrible rainstorm on Thursday. But, yeah, Odin um, played – was really used quite a bit along the – secondary like he wasn't pigeonholed to one position so he was at center field he was at edge um he was the nickel slot corner um really good frame right now he's about 192 pounds one 187 a little bit higher than that six foot one so comes with a lot of muscle mass to begin his senior year um, a lot of expectations for him as well um i um i think the minimal for him is to make all state um yeah he played in terms of watching him for the first time live in with pads on since last September, I think I'm really confident in him having success at Michigan as a nickel, right? In terms of him being a stout run support defender, um, his ability to shed blocks against wide receivers and even tight ends and just having a hit stick. Um, Sonny Creek really ran the ball quite a bit um, and had a really big offensive line and Odin Harper Woods really found a way to stop it on the road too. So that was big to see. Um, and then I also saw on 300 linebacker commit Jeremiah Beasley out of Belleville, uh, but Beasley probably was the player of the game before Underwood's pass, but yeah, he had two rushing touchdowns about 80 yards rushing on less than 10 carries um, defensively, he had a few, a uh, few, sa- few tackles and a sack and quite a bit of, uh, quarterback hurries. Uh, yeah, he's another one who, you know, I, I we've seen, we've both seen him quite a bit, right. On the seven on seven circuit and how well he plays in pass coverage in a game. Right. I think that just translates so well to what he's done with sound mind, sound body. Um, he can pl- cover the flats, he can cover the curls, um, he has great awareness. Um, he can run sideline to sideline. Um, and that's just not even including his run defense. Um, a downhill linebacker, um, someone who's put on a lot of muscle definition and, like I said, a lot of mass in order to um, get leverage against bigger offensive line and just fill gaps. So, yeah, in terms of his fit on defense, I think he'd be great at the will spot. Um, and then the last one I saw was Ted Hammond, the three-star Defensive line commit out of Cincinnati, St. Xavier. Uh, Hammond had a couple of tackles and a sack. Uh, he started, he mostly took all of his reps at the nose tackle. Um, that's not going to be his position in college. Um, Elston, defensive line coach Mike Elston has, you know, projected him to be a three tech. Um, currently he's 275 pounds. 
And Michigan's talking about putting him at least 20 pounds on him once he gets to camp next year. So, yeah, I think him as a brute, as with him having such brute strength, I think adding more weight won't hinder his athleticism and just how he gets to the quarterback. Um, a couple of things I liked about him was just, you know, his ability to play different roles on the line. Like he played four eye as a five technique. He played outside shade of the offensive tackle. Um, so he's one that really they, they, you can use a lot from him. And he reminded me quite a bit of Brooks Barr, the freshman defensive tackle. I think they're in the same mold, despite Brooks having a little bit of inch, a little bit of a height difference. But in terms of how they play, and I know we both saw Brooks last year, I think they're similarities as just guys who um, are loyal followers to Elston, but also guys who um, just love the game of football and love what Michigan could provide them. I think they're just too, they're, they're so easily comparable. And I think the same goes for Michigan defensive line commit by 2025 Michigan defensive line commit Bobby Kinka. So yeah, I think Ham is going to be one that could be a projected starter in a few years. He just needs to get some development under him. But with a guy like Mike Elston, who, like I said, Hammond loves to death, I think that process will be uh, will go faster than um, expected. So I saw one commit. I saw 2025 linebacker Mantrez Walker out of National Powerhouse Buford, one of the more debated commits for Michigan regardless of class not only from a rankings perspective but also will he stick I think that's everybody's question is will Mantras Walker end up signing with Michigan next year and uh, I'm not sure man Uh, you know Michigan obviously did a great job of offering him early they accepted his commitment in February, they've been trying to build a pipeline at Buford, which, again, is a national powerhouse. I think I saw today in at least one poll, they were still ranked in the top 10 despite surviving a scare. Over the weekend, a lot of uh, talent coming out of Buford. So, you know, that's a, a relationship they want to keep. Mantras Walker himself is a shorter inside backer listed at 5'11", 215 pounds um you saw on his profile that he's not ranked by the industry ranking or by on three right now but uh he is a guy that hits hard he's you know really thick in both his upper and lower halves you see some of the uh highlights playing you know mallard creek the team they went up against went you know east and west as opposed to north and south so he wasn't involved as much but you see plays like that where he just completely demolishes that kid um you know that's what caught michigan's attention now normally you know you'd you'd want a little more height uh, you know from an inside linebacker he is pretty short i know he's listed at 511 he might be you know right at 510 so you know that's something to watch but uh he also has just interest from other schools he visited miami in july uh instead of the barbecue at the big house others like uh Penn State have continued to, you know, be in contact with Walker as well. LSU has shown some interest. I know he's visited there. So I think he's still very open with his recruiting process right now. So will he sign with Michigan next year? It's definitely not a safe bet. So we'll see. I just posted a story 
uh, with Walker and direct quotes from him over at TheWolverine.com. Like I mentioned, it's $1 for one month or $49.99 for a year. And we are running out of time, guys. So if you want to ask a question, hit that donate button, leave us a super chat, and we'll get to your question. If not, you'll have to wait till t- tomorrow when I'm back on the uh, YouTube show answering all questions. But, um, you know, for me, it was more so just seeing underclassmen. I saw 20 underclassmen recruits with Michigan offers <laughs> this past weekend. So quite a bit. I had an entire rundown over at the Wolverine.com. Just quickly hitting on a few targets, and then I'll throw it back to Zach uh, as well. But uh, some of the biggest targets I saw were top 100 cornerback Alex Graham out of IMG Academy by way of Detroit Cast Tech. So Alex Graham is a Midwest native. He just transferred to IMG this offseason. He's ranked as the number three athlete in the country, number 53 overall prospect. Michigan has a 90.1% lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. And I do feel strongly about Michigan's chances here. He has a great relationship with Steve Klingscale, obviously being from Detroit helps out a ton. He's very familiar with the program. He grew up around Michigan. So with Michigan making him such an early priority, I think the Wolverines are in a really strong spot. With that said, you know, you do have some of the NIL powerhouses uh, really making strong presses as well. He mentioned Miami, and Oregon as a couple of other big contenders in his recruitment. So we'll see how much of a factor that becomes later in the cycle. As a player, I didn't get to see Graham because he was out with an ankle injury. Uh, I did see Graham last year, and he was one of the most impressive underclassmen I saw. So I believe in his ability. I know Zach is a big fan of Alex Graham as well, and he is nodding yes. So, um, yeah, that's where things stand with Alex Graham. Um, I saw Justin Baker on 300 running back out of Buford in the 2025 class might be Mike Hart's top target on the running back board. And, you know, he's ranked as a four star by rivals just inside the top 300 by on three, despite being a three star 24 seven as a minute as a three star. I think he's right in that range. I think he's in the high three star, low four star range, nothing Super special about Baker, but just a guy that consistently moves the chains. He's at his best between the tackles. He's 5'9", 200, so he's on the shorter side, but he's very stocky as a thick upper body, as a thick lower body. And he's a guy that on Friday night just constantly got two, three, four, five yards, two, three, four, five yards until he broke open some 10 and 15-yard runs. Um he did remind me a lot of a mix between Ben Hall and CJ Stokes. He's exactly that type of running back that Mike Hart usually looks for on the recruiting trail. So again, Michigan, a priority, Michigan, making him a priority, Michigan, the leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine with a 93.4% chance of landing him. So uh, I like where the Wolverines stand heading into the fall. I think they'll get him back on campus. Georgia is monitoring him. I don't think they're pressing as hard as Michigan, but they are one to watch in case they do. Uh, some other contenders include South Carolina, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Penn State. And then the last underclassman that um, I wanted to hit on is uh, on 300, linebacker Anthony Saka out of Philadelphia, St. Joseph Prep. Uh, St. Joseph's Prep played IMG Academy in 
uh, battle of two big time powerhouses. Uh, it was a really good game, came down to the wire. But Saka, I think, was one of the most impressive players on the field. You know, he uh, has visited Michigan in the past. Michigan is making him a priority at the linebacker position. He's a tall, long linebacker, and they've tried to land that type of guy dating back to Lander Barton, and I think they kind of got close to it this cycle with Cole Sullivan. I think that Anthony Saka is Cole Sullivan-esque, and so, again, he is a, a big priority. He's, he's ranked as the number 14 linebacker, number 152 overall prospect nationally. Uh, just an intimidating force on the defensive side of the ball. Michigan not even listed in that top four on the on-three recruiting prediction machine, but I do believe they are a strong contender. They will have to overcome uh, those three up there. Penn State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame have all done a fantastic job of recruiting him. But uh, Grant Newsom has uh, strong ties in the in the Northeast, specifically around Philly. So I think that will help. I think he's already building a great relationship with Chris Partridge. And like I've said, he's visited in the past. He knows what the program has to offer on and off the field. So Sokka was another standout underclassman. Those are three big time prospects that come to mind that I saw from my uh, 20 prospect uh, adventure last weekend. Zach, you can close out the show. Name uh, one or two underclassmen that you saw that really caught your attention, not named Bryce Underwood. I think the obvious Outside Hunterwood is top 100 athlete Corey Sadler out of Detroit Cast Tech. Um, if if Underwood wasn't an in-state recruit, I think all the recognition would be going on to CJ in terms of someone who's a must to keep home for Michigan. Um, he's the only in-state sophomore prospect that was named to on three's 2026 football watch lists. So he's currently the number 2020 the number 22 overall player in the country. Um, He's one who's got who's going to have a significant role for Cast Tech this season. Um, he started at quarterback um, in their game against Southfield A and T, who's also top five ranked in the state. Um, he ran for 124 yards. I think he completed eight passes for 80 yards. Um, he had the go ahead touchdown in the final minute um, that probably oh, that could have been the game winner um, on a 45 yard run. So, I mean. He's one, I think, I know you've seen him longer than I have, but I think we're both in agreement that, you know, he's, the sky's the limit for him at either wideout or cornerback, um, along with return specialist responsibilities. Um, I know people have said whether he's going to end up playing offense or defense, but I think you figure out that situation later. The important thing is just getting him in his talent. Um, Michigan obviously stands out early. Uh, they hosted him for two unofficial visits in last season against Penn State and Michigan State. Uh, he actually went back in March with some of his Cast Tech teammates to watch spring practice. Um, Michigan State is also one that he's looking into a lot just because it's the home state school and they're recruiting him just as well. Um, Ohio State is one to look out for. And, you know, he's this offseason, he's gotten a national recruitment. Like he's picked up quite a bit of notable offers like Oklahoma and Miami. So yeah, he'll be one to look out for um, in the coming years and even now, but 
yeah, you said on Saturday after the game that future visits to any schools in the mix haven't um, been planned yet. And I don't know. He doesn't know when he d- wills. His focus is on the team and getting back to his state championships. So, yeah, if he does visit, I think it wouldn't be a surprise to see him at the big house for the Ohio State game. And then I'll leave it off with another prospect, 2025 three-star uh, interior offensive line target Tucker Caddis out of St. Xavier, same school as Ted Hammond. Um, Tucker is the son of former Michigan great Air Caddis, who played with Jim Harbaugh in the 80s. Uh, he had a Michigan offer. He got it. He picked it up in January. His last visit was in January for one of the Junior Day events, and he did express his desire to come back, whether it's for a game or later on. Um, being a legacy and having him for a visit. Um, has Michigan second on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. Uh, Kentucky's in the lead. Um, he has visited there. He's close to Lexington. And then his older brother plays for the Wildcats as well. Um, other schools in the mix, he mentioned Arkansas, Wisconsin, um, Ohio State, um, and a few others. But in terms of him as a player, I really, really liked him. That was the first time I've ever seen him live. Um, I've obviously we've heard about him, but in a game like setting, I think he'd be great on the interior. Um, really, he moves really well for his frame, like a bigger bodied um, against Detroit King, another elite program in state. Um, he was instrumental in stopping and containing King's pass rush, um, both of their pass rushers. And Xavier Newsom and Willie Fletcher both have Michigan offers, so that was a good battle to watch. But, yeah, he's physical at the point of the attack, um, great at run blocking. Like I said, moves his feet, drives to the second level, and um, he's quick off the snap. So I would I would like to see him come back for a game. I think he's someone that Michigan should keep in the mix and as a top priority for the 2025 board when it comes to guards. Awesome. So uh, for more coverage from the road, make sure to head over to the Wolverine.com. You can subscribe today for $1 for one month or $49.99 for the year. Like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. I will be back tomorrow to answer all your questions. So make sure to join the chat tomorrow and get your questions in. All right, guys, uh, looks like Zach is having an allergy attack, so it's time to get out of here. Uh, We will see you, or I will see you tomorrow. Zach, we'll see you next week.